0: And good afternoon, this is Tim Gillette and this is the Tim Gillette Show. Hey, I know, I mean, the show has my name on it, but let me tell you, I do the show to interview some of the most interesting people I get to know on the interwebs now these people are on the interwebs which means they have a website uh they probably have a podcast all right they probably are doing something with youtube and and facebook and instagram and blah 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 blah. they do all that stuff online but in some cases they actually have real businesses that they're trying to connect with people and they're using their online marketing to connect to their customers i don't know if that's the case in today's guest because i really don't know today's guest as a matter of fact I had a brief few seconds with her before we went live on air, and I'm going to find out about who she is, what she does, how she helps people, the same way you are, live on air. Anyway, I'm Tim Gillette, your host. Let's bring up here Dina, and Dina, you know, I'm not even going to try that last name. Why don't you tell us what it is?
1: It's Robitaille. It's French. It's actually my grandmother's maiden name. I chose it when I got divorced.
0: Oh, okay. Well, I mean, that isn't that the great thing about when you get divorced, you get to choose the new name?
1: That's right. That's right. I actually took my stepfather's name and my grandmother's maiden name.
0: Oh, wow. Wow. Mm -hmm. So, and and you only had to get divorced to be able to figure out to do that.
1: I know, right? Apparently you can do it without getting divorced, but it's not as easy.
0: How many times you've been divorced?
1: Oh, you know, it's interesting. I actually um, got married once at 19. Um, I was only married for four months. So I count that as a half. So I have been married and divorced two and a half times. Okay. Yes,
0: I'm divorced twice on marriage three. All right. Uh, And this marriage three is the longest lasting marriage. Uh, I'm all in favor of three. Uh, Just saying there's something about that three just seems to work out the kinks. Yes. So I mean,
1: the third one is where I learned radical self-love. So it was worth it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So um, and and it's interesting. You know what I mean? I think my shortest one was five months. Oh, I beat you. you. Yeah, you beat me by a month on that one. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, But believe it or not, that one, the one that was the short marriage, I'm still kind of friends with.
1: Oh, yeah, I'm friendly with the first one. Yeah.
0: So the first, no that was my second one. The first one, I have a daughter with her, but I hardly ever talk to her.
1: Right.
0: Figure that one out. Anyway, it's funny how we have to learn these little weird things in life, isn't it?
1: Right, right. I mean, you just got to take life on life's terms.
0: Yeah, yeah. So speaking of life's on life's terms, all right, let's talk about how many times in life that you've had the ups and downs of life, uh, <laughs> because you've got some interesting business, I heard.
1: I do. I do. I um, I have been through a lot, actually. Um, I- I've lived a lot in my 40 years and the ups and downs of life. I mean, that's just the nature of it. Number one, there's always going to be ups and downs, but you know, I'm a survivor of childhood sexual abuse. I survived drug and alcohol addiction. Um, I overdosed eight times when I was 18 um, and I will be sober for two years on June 24th of 2021.
0: Sober as in, let me ask you this, I got to say this. sober as in you don't drink anything anymore or sober as you got control of it.
1: I mean, uh, well, I mean, if you're drinking, um, you're technically not sober, um, but doesn't mean you're an alcoholic, of course. Um, But yeah, I don't put any mind-altering substances into my body of any kind.
0: Not even coffee?
1: You know, I actually rarely, rarely drink coffee. When I first got sober, I was a hardcore coffee addict. Um, I'd been drinking coffee since I was about 14, but I um, actually used a technique called mapping across from neuro-linguistic programming, of which I am a master practitioner, um, to rewire my unconscious mind to Mm -hmm. dislike coffee and be able to let it go easily. And I did it in an instant. And that's, I don't drink coffee
0: that's, anymore. That's like a sin in my world, okay? You can't give up coffee.
1: You know what? I drink a lot of tea now. Coffee never made me feel good, but I loved the way it tasted, and I loved the ritual. And so I held on to it for about twenty five years, but I never really felt good when I drank it. And now I just don't want it. It's kind of amazing.
0: Wow. Uh, and, and it's and it's interesting, like, you know, I grew up in an alcoholic family. Um, now I could probably be, could be classified as an alcoholic. However, I got control of it 20 years ago. I decided mm-hmm. 20 years ago I was going to take control of it. And like my wife and I will go to a wine tasting and I know I, I like automatically, okay, I'm done. And I stop. And I just I know when to stop. And it's it's interesting that I can do that, but I know a lot of people who can't do it. Um, and you know, it's it's it was learning control for me. That's why I asked, have you given it all up? All right. Um, because I learned what when when I when people say, you know what I mean, I'm sober, um, I can drink and still be sober. So like, uh, alcoholic yeah. in my family, my father, uh, was known for like when everybody showed at the bar up at the bar at three o'clock, my dad was there for a few hours at midnight when everybody was getting their car, my dad was still the sober guy helping everybody get home. And he'd been drinking the whole day.
1: Yeah. So, um, a lot of times, you know, alcoholics, um, they have such a tolerance. They actually don't, Really present as drunk, even after a 12 pack of beer. Um, And, you know, in general, um, people who can stop and have control of their drinking wouldn't be classified as alcoholics um, in the world of recovery. Um, but I will say, I know for me, the reason that I choose not to drink now is not because I'm an alcoholic. Um, it is because ethanol is straight up poison and it's kind of damaging to my body. And so on the, like on the programming level, I just no longer have a desire to drink. When I completed my first breakthrough session as a client, um, with mental emotional release technique, which is what I specialize in, I actually no longer identified as an alcoholic. I identified as recovered and sober. Yes, but I no longer identified as an alcoholic.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Mm -hmm. That's so great that when you were able to do that. So um, Mm -hmm. let's get off of that. I want to go into some other stuff with you uh, in your business. Now, explain to me what you do for a business.
1: Oh, this is a really complicated question. Um, I love the complicated
0: ones. Good. (laughs) Yeah.
1: yeah. So I've been a hands-on body worker for the past mm, eight years, and I have dedicated my practice to working with survivors, um, and specifically survivors of sexual violation, but also survivors from all walks of life, whether it be narcissistic abuse or domestic violence or a horrible car accident where you have PTSD. I've worked with people on the somatic plane in the physical body for years now. Now. I started dedicating my practice to that about six years ago. Um, when right before the pandemic hit, I got a very large intuitive hit that it was time to move into a different realm of how I helped clients. And I actually ended up um, attending my first training to become a master practitioner of neurolinguistic programming right before the pandemic hit on honestly on a wing and a prayer. I kind of didn't even know what I was showing up for. and. When I got back two weeks later, later, um, San Diego became a hot zone for COVID, which is where I was located, and the whole world shut down, as well as my massage and bodywork practice. Mm-hmm. And so I decided to dive right in using social media um, and the internet to work with clients um, and to get the word out about what I was doing. And so, you know, for a while I was calling myself a recovery coach, but it's not actually what I do, and I'm definitely not your average life coach. So the work that I do is actually very heavily focused on the programming of the unconscious mind, questioning your story, stepping out of victim consciousness into observer consciousness to live a truly empowered life. And so I call myself a shadow worker because I work with the parts of people's minds that goes largely unseen. It's outside of their range of vision, and I help them by holding up the mirror.
0: Shadow worker. I'm going to write that one down. I never heard that term before. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: (laughs) I would trademark that term.
1: (laughs) Uh, It's actually something that comes from Jungian psychology. Um, And so Carl Jung talked a lot about the shadow. He's the one who introduced it to the Western world. Um, It's been used in shamanic practices and spiritual practices throughout the world for hundreds and hundreds of years, thousands probably.
0: Cool, cool. Mm So, uh, and and, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it sounds like, you know what I mean? I hate that word that was used during the pandemic last year. It was one of my worst hated words, pivot, but it sounded like you pivoted.
1: Oh, I pivoted hard. I pivoted, I pivoted like a boss, actually. I'm a dancer. And so I'm really, and I, and I do a dance called Brazilian Zouk, where if you're not paying attention, your partner will try to pivot you and you will fall on your face. Um, And so I pivot like a boss. I'm really good at that. And so I translated that into what I was doing and I did, I took a hard pivot.
0: Cool, cool. Um, and now you are all in the San Diego area. You said,
1: "Yeah, so that's where I did my first training with the Empowerment Partnership. It's now called Empowerment Incorporated." Um, and I learned from Dr. Matt James. He's okay. incredible. Mm-hmm.
0: Cool, cool. So I, I, I don't know Matt James, but in the NLP world, I know Matt, um, Matt Brawning, who's been on the podcast before. I don't think oh, I'm cool! Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, and matt really good so i mean it's it's those people who are are really good at it that you can tell by, by the groups of people who have taken their training and are, are doing something with it so okay. that's how you know someone's really good at teaching you <laughs>
1: that's
0: what um I mean. what is it right now that the 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 number one specialty that people are coming to you and your clients that are coming to you what is their number one uh problem they're coming to you to get solved right now
1: So, um, something that we talk a lot about in the recovery world is that resentment um, will kill you. Um, because resentment is something that just kind of eats away at your soul. And so what I've realized in the past couple of years and through my own healing process, um, last year I actually was able to forgive my childhood abuser um, using the tools of neurolinguistic programming, mental emotional release technique, and a technique called ho'oponopono, which is a Hawaiian word um, to describe a forgiveness process that means to make right both ways. And so what I have developed this year that I'm so excited to be offering is actually a small group opportunity for people where we create a container of safety and vulnerability to move through anger fear the relationship between both and your relationship to them to move from anger to acceptance and i just finished up a cohort yesterday and it was awe-inspiring and humbling and just a huge honor to see the transformation that they made
0: cool Uh, Now, I mean, you're working then one-on-one and in groups or just one-on-one right now? Uh, Yeah,
1: I do one-on-one. So I have a really special process that I do with clients one-to-one called a rapid breakthrough session. It's done over the course of two days. It is a um, eight to 10 hour session split over the two days. So it is like being put in the pressure cooker, but it's also like being shot out of a cannon in the direction of the life that you want to live. So in that we release emotional baggage, um, limiting beliefs. And we help reprogram the unconscious mind using neurolinguistic programming.
0: Cool. Uh, and I guess then, I mean, you've been, you know, uh, you, since you're not visiting people one on one, you've gotten used to a lot of this online stuff with like Zoom and and, mm-hmm. and StreamYard. And, and uh, you know what I mean? Uh, so now you're basically learned how to uh, run your entire practice where you don't have to dress from the waist down. Right.
1: Yeah, pretty much. However, I am, as you can see, I'm sitting in my massage studio right now, um, yeah. and so when I'm doing hands-on bodywork, um, unfortunately, I can't do that virtually. So um, I am here for that. But other than that, I get to stay at home in my pajamas with my dog, and it's been glorious.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, if you figure out how to do a hands-on massage for me over the internet, uh, let me tell you, I'm 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 paying for that. Yeah. When you figure that one out, all right, I'm in. I'm pulling the credit card out.
1: <laughs> I'm not sure we'll ever figure that one
0: out. <laughs> uh, but you know what I mean? Yeah, I have I have two different uh, massage people that I see. And I actually have one of my clients is a massage uh, therapist as well. as And she's doing a lot of holistic health and eating uh, with hers. Um, but, you know, I find that techniques that between the two girls I use that are so different, uh, you know, one of them is holistic in and not just, you know, easing the muscles up, but, you know, mind, body, spirit. And the other one is, is I'm here to change the uh, the function of your muscles. And that's it. All right. Uh, over the years, ha- have you gone one way or another in those two realms?
1: Um, I mean, I would say I don't know that they're necessarily separate. Um, I think that practitioners each have their own doorway. Um, depending on the client, Um. I don't know. That's hard to explain because I I practice something called neurokinetic therapy. I work with functional neurology. I work with functional movement. But then I'm also very deeply entrenched in the metaphysical and also the energetic aspects of therapeutic touch. So I'm kind of a blend of all of the above, but I'm definitely not a beat the snot out of you massage therapist. That's not what I do.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, mine really doesn't beat me up. My one that was helping my muscle. I mean, and she's the one that uh, and I have epilepsy and I had a seizure in 2016 and I had to go to her for, it was like a, it was like once and twice a week for eight months because literally at a 50 year old man to have a seizure after not having one for 18 years, mm-hmm. it was sore on my body. Like you wouldn't like believe And she had, she was able to get the muscles worked out. Whereas the other girl that I see, uh, it comes down to sometimes that the, the, the pain that I'm experiencing roots into a mental issue. So she's got me doing breathing techniques. She's got mm-hmm. me, you know what I mean? Uh, doing muscles, all right, uh, humming. I mean, I, one time she had me hum. I'm like, why? She sense. goes, I don't know why. I still don't understand it, but it fixed the problem in my hip. Mm-hmm. And it was something she knew about my, from doing body and, and touching the body and working the mind together. And I don't know how well you know your clients to know, hey, just hum a, hum a tune while I do this. <laughs>
1: Yeah, there's definitely some weird stuff that happens in the bodywork room where I'm like, I don't really know why I'm doing this, but I'm doing it, and yeah. um, usually they end up feeling better.
0: Yeah, yeah, is it like an intuition that you get it's an knowing intuition. the people? Yeah,
1: yeah. So I actually, it's something called clairsentience sentience um, mm-hmm. and clear cognizance. And so cognizance is just a knowing that people have um, when you're an intuitive. And clairsentience is the ability to feel in your physical body. So sometimes I can actually feel it through my arm or my fingertips or even in my neck. Um, and sometimes I can feel things that I know are, are not mine. And that can give me a clue sometimes also.
0: Cool. So we've gotten uh, 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 Sharon here. I don't know if you know Sharon's been making quite a bit of comments here. So I want to come back and pull some of her comments up on here. So anyway, First of all, I want to go to this one here that when we asked about wearing clothes, she just goes skirtless, she said. (laughs) I go skirtless too, Sharon. Uh, You know what I mean? Anyway. (laughs) Um, Path, Path Shadows, uh, Touch touch Hands On. Uh, I'm not sure what she meant by that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But pain sucks. It hurts. Yes, I will tell you a lot of pain really sucks in my life. How much uh, with what Sharon's there, how much uh, emotional pain are you helping get out, knowing the fact that you had your past trauma?
1: You know, I'll tell you, hands on body work was a big part of what I do. But something that I also do with my clients is something that um, it's intuitive. Um, I learned it some from working with a mentor of mine and my own healing journey but we use a set of verbal skills and this work can actually be done over zoom it can be done in a virtual call as easily as in person it does not have to be Mm -hmm. hands-on but when people are carrying trauma in the physical body and the energy body Um, We actually have a way of talking them through the process to actually release it from the body by acknowledging it, allowing it, giving it permission to do what it needs to do. And so that's a set of verbal skills where I walk people through where it is in their body. What shape is it? What color is it? What does it want to do? And that process has been really fascinating to watch. I've had people who had back pain for 20 years and after the process, their back pain went away and never came back.
0: Mm. So and 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 I hear this, and we think new neuro, linguistic programming. The first time I'd ever heard that term was about another buddy of mine out in California, Michael. Um, and he talked about how he got into it by starting to study. Uh, what was it that he started to study? He was starting to study something because he, he realized it and it, it led him to down this path. And uh, um what do they call that? Uh, hypno, hypno hypno hypnotherapy and stuff oh, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, I'm a,
1: hi- I'm a certified hi- hypnotherapist.
0: Yeah. So like the That's hypno awesome. hypnotic uh, training and hypnotic stuff. And like, you know what I mean? Uh, You can't help, but think of the gimmicks you see on stage of this, like, you know, hypnosis they put you in. Mm -hmm. And many times I'd like to go, yeah, can you put me in that hypnosis state and make me forget like what I did in my twenties? Uh,
1: yeah, (laughs) not the way it works.
0: I I know. I I wish it would, but they, the way they, they shall we say the way they make fun of it on TV in movies Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. You think that, but in reality, you know, there are some techniques to that that are true that that I'm sure you're helping people with that really do help them.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So stage hypnosis is actually real. Also, to be successfully hypnotized, you just have to be good at following directions. And the fun fact about hypnosis and trance, which is what hypnosis is, it is simply a state of brainwave patterns. And so when you go into trance, um, that's actually a natural state that you go into about every 90 minutes. So everybody's capable of being hypnotized, but not everybody's willing to follow directions. So the process of hypnosis is simply a process that will allow you to be guided into a gentle state of trance. And you can be taken deeper and deeper, but stage hypnosis is kind of a different thing for sure.
0: I think, I think this is why I've never been able to be hypnotized is because I don't follow directions very well.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. You would be a very tough hypnosis case for sure. That's
0: That that makes sense now because, mm-hmm. again, I am a person who is in control. We go back to the alcohol conversation. I'm someone who's very in control of my life, so mm-hmm. that could be why uh, I've always had problems with it because I've, I've heard people say, oh, no, I can do that, and yet everybody who's tried falls flat. Um, yeah, you know,
1: in hypnosis, also, you don't feel hypnotized. Really, And people don't realize that you feel you might feel really relaxed, but you're fully aware, you know, what's going on. You're always in control of yourself.
0: Mm. Hmm. Okay. Uh, you know, maybe someday we'll try it in private. Not on, not on camera.
1: <laughs> no, definitely not. Not a stage hypnotist.
0: <laughs> um, so I, I want to uh, do some tweaks, though, into the personal realm, all right? You know what I mean? Sure. You you, you kind of hinted at the fact that you're near 40. I wouldn't yes. take it by your looks, all right? For those of you on the audio, she looks like she's about 26, all right? And she Although wants to stay looking like that, so please tell her she looks 26. No, I'm uh, good.
1: I'm good with 40. <laughs> I like 40.
0: So you've been around 40 years on this planet, all yes. right? What are some things that in your 40 years of wisdom uh, that you, you personally – you know, have experienced like, you know, excitement, thrill, travel, things like that.
1: Mm. I mean, you know, I have 18 year old twins. They're probably the greatest achievement of my life. Um, and I'm very, very proud of them. They were an accidental pregnancy when I was 21 and they were one of the best choices I ever made. Mm -hmm. Um, I've had the absolute just joy of becoming a dancer. Um, In my late 20s, early 30s, um, I discovered Latin dance and it has been one of the greatest joys of my life. And today I'm a Brazilian Zouk dancer, which is a really unique dance. It's very, very difficult, but it brings me a lot of joy. Um, And I love to travel the world. World travel is one of my very favorite things, and I need this pandemic to take a hike so I can go back to Prague.
0: Yeah. Uh, So what's the places that you have been around the world then?
1: I lived in Japan when I was little. So when I was four, uh, my dad was in the Navy and we lived in a little fishing village called Sajima. And I do have some memories, although not a lot. Um, I've also been to Dublin, um, the Cliffs of Moher in Ireland. That was kind of crazy. We were only in Ireland for 48 hours and we explored Dublin and then rented a car the next day, drove to the Cliffs of Moher, stayed the night, came back. Um, I've been to Barcelona, uh, Rome, uh, where else did I go? Dublin, Barcelona, Rome. Oh, Paris did not love Paris by the way. Um, and then I've been to Dresden in Southeast Germany, which is incredible. If you love history and then, uh, Prague, which is my very favorite, very favorite. I've been to Mexico, Costa Rica.
0: So you said, you know, Paris wasn't good. Now you were in the real Paris, not Paris, Texas.
1: Oh, no. I watched a
0: movie about that last night. Yeah.
1: So Paris was not a great place for me. So you can't see it right now. But I'm actually I have I have half sleeve tattoos. At the time that I went, I actually had a mohawk. Um, And let me tell you, um, not common. For women to be punky or tattooed in Paris. It's actually associated with prostitution. And I got yelled at in the streets more than once. Um, and I was just like, it was the end of our trip, and I was like, I am so ready to go home. I'm like, this is this is awful. <laughs> I want to go. I,
0: you know, I you know, I don't have any tattoos, but I've never thought about that. You know what I mean? Different cultures see us differently. Yes. Now, I mean, I had now as a gentleman, I had long hair for years. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, I, I can remember going into things and like, I mean, I, I, I'm a member of the E-Women Network uh, networking thing. And I remember the first time I ever went to my chapter and some of the girls are like, what's this rock star doing here? Is he thinks he's going to pick up some some groupies or something? All right. And then they realized I was a business guy. That's and funny. but like how many times first impressions sometimes get get in a way and going to foreign cultures. I can see that. So, but anyway, wow. Interesting. Never thought about that.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. You got to respect other people's model of the world. When in Rome do as the Romans do for sure. So yeah. I started wearing my hair down and wearing jackets everywhere.
0: Yeah.
1: Cool. It was, it was
0: helpful. Uh, yeah. And be like me. All right. I've a guy I've been in rock and roll my whole life and I don't have any tattoos bigger than mm-hmm. that one out. Yeah. Don't have it. I had a pierce. I had a pierce ear once, but I don't even think that they, I don't even know which one it was. And I don't even know if it's in there anymore. Um, <laughs> no worries. Um, you know, what are some things when this pandemic is over that you are going to travel to? What is What are some places that you, that you haven't been to that you're like, you know what I mean? This is on my list. I got to go there.
1: Oh, Vietnam. Vietnam mm. is very, very high on the list. Um, Thailand would be cool, but it doesn't actually like scream to me. I very, very much wanna visit Krakow in Poland and, uh, and Warsaw. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm a huge history buff. So I definitely wanna visit um, just pretty much anywhere in Europe. I The churches, I mean, I spend all day in churches. I actually attend mass in every country that I visit because um, it's like stepping back in time in these old cathedrals and watching the sunrise through the stained glass and the incense like float to the ceiling. and you know, hearing mass in a completely different language and, and like being, I don't know, it's just like stepping back into time for me. It's like one of my very favorite things to do. And I'm not, and I'm not even Catholic, but it's, wow. I, I do it everywhere I go.
0: Interesting. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but then now we're in a pandemic, have you uh, done something? Uh, do you have any, any forms of meditation or anything like that that puts you in the places you want to be?
1: Um, you know, so yeah, I do. I actually, um, I learned transcendental meditation this year I have to tell you, not a fan, doesn't really work for me. Um, sometimes it's nice, but it doesn't really drop me into a connection with my higher self or what I like to call source energy very well. Um, what tends to do it the most for me is actually um, singing prayers, um, whether it be medicine music from native culture or um, you know singing kirtan or chanting mantra. Those tend to be the ways that I connect in the quickest
0: my 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 meditation you're gonna love this dina is, is sitting at starbucks and i miss it because starbucks don't let you sit down is sitting at starbucks holding my coffee and staring into space <laughs> that's my meditation that's one I, way to do it well it is it to me it's just that moment of, of mind clearing yeah. all right and i am i'm focusing on my day things like that but it's like it's that point in time where the phone isn't there
1: that's there's right.
0: no electronic device to plug in real quick it's like it's that escape and I, I think some people have missed that in meditation. Mm-hmm. And when I ask you about have you gone in, in meditation, gone like that, because I can sit in my Starbucks and think about, you know what I mean? My wife and I are going on vacation. This is where we're going to go. Boy, well, it'd be great to do this while we're there. And that's the meditation to me. But again, meditation has such a weird definition onto it anymore. That you know
1: I'll tell you one of my favorite ways to meditate is actually moving meditation, um, moving meditation, Brazilian Zouk, the dance that I do, you have to be so incredibly present with another human being moving together that it is, it is one of the deepest meditations I've ever done. Mm-hmm. And it does clear the mind because you cannot be thinking about what you're buying for dinner when your partner's trying to lead you. Uh huh. I love it. It's my favorite.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I could see that. I mean, and and, and it really takes. uh, I would th- I think it would really take a good relationship with with your partner to actually do that because you go. You it's kind of like you, you dance. You got to be in step, right?
1: Well, yeah, but I'll tell you what's amazing about Zook, and and for those of you like who are like, what is Zook? It's spelled Z as in zebra, O U K as in Kansas. Go watch some videos. You will. Mine will be blown. You're going to be like, how are people doing that? It's crazy because if you are a good follow and you are present and if you're a good lead and you're communicating, you can have these incredibly intricate dances that look like they spent years choreographing, completely improvised with a complete stranger. It's incredible.
0: Wow. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's interesting. All right. You got me you guys kind of got something going on in the future. You got a great business going on. Um, Let me go back and ask this. And I kind of like to ask this of like all my guests that come on. You know, you, you kind of mentioned, you know, when you had the kids, your, your, your children, that it was a, a, a um, shall we say, an oops pregnancy, but it was a great thing for you. Mistakes in life. Uh, most people are trying to hide their mistakes.
1: Mm. Have you
0: had some mistakes that have turned out that you know, either you learned a great life lesson from? or Every they, single one of them. Huh?
1: Every single one of them. That
0: is the answer I love to hear, by the way.
1: Mm. Every single one of them. I actually believe everything happens exactly as it's supposed to right on time.
0: Yeah, it's cool. Uh, Well, I mean, you know, other than that, I mean, you know, I mean, you've you've covered a couple of them. Anything else that you can think in the past that you 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 you, an experience you went through that you can help the audience with uh, was something you've gone through? This is a mistake I went through. And this is what I one things I want to try to help you not to do.
1: Um, Yeah, I mean, I think for me as a survivor, um, the biggest thing I can say to people is question your story. If you get stuck in your story and you believe it's true and you're not willing to see it another way and it's super painful, question it sooner rather than later. Um, Because I believed a whole lot of things about myself based on what happened to me, based on the mistakes that I made, based on the choices that I had, um, and it was all rooted in beliefs. Um, And so when I was able to question my story and I was able to be willing to see it another way, I found the exit. Mm -hmm. And that is what I help people do because it's really hard sometimes to be objective about your story and to be able to see the exit. So even if it's not with someone like me, even if it's not with me, if you are feeling stuck in a painful story, find somebody who can help you find the exit sooner rather than later.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, then one other question I do like to ask, and, and you know, uh, I personally, Dana, had uh, a bit of advice that was given to me when I was 21 years old, just before my daughter was born, and it is something that has carried my work ethic and everything since. A little line that a boss gave me, and he said to me, he said, Tim, treat this job like you own this business, and I have actually learned to take ownership of everything in my life because of that one little thing a boss gave me. Did someone give you a piece of advice like that when you were younger that is stuck with you and it becomes a driving thing in your life?
1: My teacher, Lynn Forrest. Um, so I had a nervous break at 24. Um, I remembered the abuse that happened to me. I couldn't leave the house for three days. I randomly picked her name out of a phone book because um, I'm dating myself here. We still had phone books, and we still used them back then. Phone um, books, ladies and gentlemen.
0: Those are those. Those are books that everybody's phone number was listed in. Yeah. Um, for you youngins, in there. <laughs>
1: That's right, and it was in the yellow pages, which is where businesses were listed. They had their own special section. Yeah. Um, and so I, I literally like closed my eyes and like ran my finger down the page and I landed on her, her center. And when I started working with her, um, she helped me find the exit and it, it didn't happen immediately, but she planted the seed for me to question your story. And you know, she, she, I'm not sure the words she put it in, but it was, can you be willing to see it a different way? And, and I, I couldn't for years, um, but I kept trying. And yeah. so that's been literally the the basis of, of my work for myself to teach my children, um, friends, family, just helping people question their story. And and that's what I can say to you right now is is no matter what the situation, can you question your story? Because it'll change everything.
0: I love that. Uh, you know what I mean? And I, and I found, like I said, Dean, I found everybody has something like that that usually drives them, usually keeps them going. Um, and, and it's so good to hear that you, you have that with yours. What is it uh, that's going to be in the future? What, what other things do you have lined out for your future in the next five to 10 years?
1: So I am just so incredibly excited to be continuing to do the work that I do and to watch it unfold and, and what it's going to become. Because I honestly I have no idea. <laughs> um, I am just kind of like letting things develop as they do. Um, and, and I'm looking forward to that. I'm curious about it. I'm curious. It's so much fun to not know what's coming. But the biggest thing that I'm really excited about is that I've realized um, in sobriety, I didn't really know who I was until I got sober. Um, And, as I've continued to discover who I am, I've gotten really clear that I am a pretty strong minimalist. I don't want stuff. Stuff feels like a waste of space to me. Um, And so I have decided that I want to sell pretty much everything I own. And I want to go invest, instead of investing in a house, I'm going to invest in a pretty rad van that I'm gonna live in. Um, And it's gonna be custom built um and it's gonna have everything i need including a full kitchen and a bathroom
0: cool uh like the tiny house thing i mean i'm big on this whole tiny house thing right now but i i i i don't like the tiny house because i don't want to sleep in a loft because i'm 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 like a minimalist but i like (laughs) space above me
1: oh yeah no 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 so it's not like a tiny house it's actually a van so you know like the big mercedes like yeah yeah the
0: big sprinters yeah
1: or the ram like 3500s um is so, a like much they, better
0: one. I'm just, I, I just went from Ram to Mercedes. I'm just saying go Mercedes. It's much no, better. No, <laughs> they're
1: too expensive to work on. I've done a lot of research on it. Or I want like an old, like 1998, like F350 ambulance. Cause they are are already built out for with so much storage and they're yeah, really yeah. easy to convert.
0: Yeah. So. so yeah, my, 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 my experience with vehicles uh, over the last couple years, I stopped going for all the old um and i mean i've had some classic cars i started like i just i now lease my vehicles and that's why i said i just literally just went from a ram truck like i had a 2500 ram truck and i went down to a mercedes suv and everybody's like mr truck guy is in a mercedes and i'm like yeah i just i got sick of dealing with repairs
1: (laughs) yeah i definitely my car is the newer car it's only like three years old and i'm so grateful because it just runs like a beauty and it's uh it's a great I drive a Subaru. It like drives itself and college.
0: It lasts forever too. Yeah. Yeah,
1: forever. <laughs> and it just it runs well and it doesn't break down and one of the best investments I ever made for sure.
0: <laughs> and, and you know, isn't it funny? I mean, I don't, don't want to take this off on cars, but isn't it funny that when it comes to cars, like I always was buying so I wouldn't have to buy again. And yeah. uh, I had a Ram truck for 5 years thinking like this this diesel engine's last forever. And I had more problems with a diesel engine than I ever had in my life. And I'm like, okay, um, we all are trying to find the solution to get rid of everything. And yet it still comes back. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. It's because it's a man-made device, which means it's going to have problems someday, which good thing is, is it keeps guys like me in business. But anyway, (laughs) yeah, for sure. Businesses solve problems. Just saying, uh, you know what I mean? I had to accept that in my life, but anyway, um, what is, if we were, if, 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 uh, listeners that are listening in today, you could give them one piece of advice, what advice would you give them today on their lives?
1: Question your story. It's a theme with me.
0: Yeah, I see that theme. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Question your story. Yeah. Like what if you aren't stuck? What if you can do something different? What if you are smart enough, beautiful enough? What if you are not too old to start over? What would that feel like? What would it mean? Just asking that question is hugely powerful.
0: And, you know, it's funny that you say that, Dean, about, you know, I mean, never too old to start over. I was on, um, I was, I have, you know, actor Dean Kane. I was on actor Uh Dean Kane's podcast. And I've known Dean because we speak, seeing each other on stages over the years. And I said to him, I says, you know, he actually said something to me. He says, have you thought about, I mean, you're not old, you know, you're 50. So you're you're not too old to start over. Why don't you look into maybe doing acting? And I'm like, Dean, I'm 50. I have no connections. Do you want me to try to act? Yeah, Tim, you'd be good at it. And I'm like, Dean, you don't know me. (laughs) And he's like, no, you just gave up on the whole idea because you don't see yourself as it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's exactly what you're saying. It's like, I I don't see myself as it. And right there is exactly the advice you're giving, you know, hey, see it, try it, question it, do it.
1: Yeah, because if you believe it, you're going to act as if it's true. Yeah. And a belief is a thought I continue to think. Change your thoughts.
0: Uh, and, and I, and, and I was, was very, very fortunate in my world. Uh, you know, Dina, that I'm in the speaking realms because I personally knew Zig Ziglar. I didn't know him as watching him on stage. I knew him like washed his car personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, and even he had to tell me, Tim, you'd be a speaker. And even Zig Ziglar telling me that I didn't believe it. Mm. That does not come down by ladies and gentlemen to Zig Ziglar. That comes down to exactly what Dina just said for advice. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It was my belief system. And I know it was Zig. It was my belief system that I had to get over. And I'm sure that is what you're helping with people with.
1: Oh, it is. It It is is. all day, every day.
0: Cool. Cool. So, Dina, I've had a a joy of having you on here, getting to know you. I want to make sure people can get a hold of you and find out more about what you are. Let's tell them a website they can get a hold of you at.
1: Yeah. So you guys can find me at www.dats.com. www dot, you got to do all three. You need yeah. all three dot live fearless. A F is in Frank.com. Um, and yes, that stands for what you think it stands for. And yes, that is the name of my practice <laughs> and it's not made up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: it is good that you can be bold and be out there. I'm just, you saying. know I
1: actually did it really purposefully. And I, so I, I curse like a sailor. I grew up in a naval family. My grandmother curses. It's hilarious. It's very cute. Um, and so like, I, I named my practice Fearless AF, but of course, it's not abbreviated. Like The actual words are there. I'm registered with the Secretary of State and all. Um, but I did that because I wanted it to be a break state. I wanted to knock people out of their complacency and make them stop dead in their tracks and be like, wait, what? And it works. Yeah. And people do think it's made up, which is kind of fun.
0: It. <laughs> uh i have another friend who actually she has the, she just has the af in in hers but in her business title too but i don't think she actually says the name uh because she she's she's trying to reach kids as well so she kind uh, of just put it in there but anyway it's implied yes so anyway well dina it's been fun having you on the show however i as we're coming to a close i play a little game with every one of my guests uh and they must agree to it so i'm sure you agree to play my game right i
1: did i sure did bazinga baby
0: i've got nine this or that questions dina to wrap up i know some of these might come into a conversation and some of them are going to be like yeah whatever and we're just gonna get the answer and move on okay so let's go here we go number one i ask everybody star wars or star trek
1: ah i love patrick stewart star trek
0: okay so my father-in-law if you've seen the two of like the my Patrick Stewart's commercials he's doing nowadays, uh-huh. looks like my father-in-law without glasses.
1: Oh wow. And we
0: You're so great. I miss my father-in-law so bad. Anyway.
1: I love Patrick Stewart.
0: Yeah, he is. He's awesome. He's an awesome actor. So yes. Um, next one here, I gotta ask is kind of a unique one. Is a snowball fight or a water balloon fight?
1: Oh, water balloon fight all the way. Snowballs hurt.
0: <laughs> no, they I don't, don't like pain. No, they don't.
1: <laughs> yes, they do. In the face with a snowball? Wait
0: a minute, wait a minute. We're not talking to snowballs that they throw at the Philadelphia, Philadelphia, uh, you know, um, uh, Philadelphia oh, Eagle game. my
1: family, those things are hard packed and they will break a jaw. No, no snowballs.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right. No. Next one here. Okay. Would you rather dress up or wear yoga pants?
1: Okay. I live in yoga pants like 24 seven when I'm doing body work. Um, and I do a lot of yoga. So on my days off, I'm usually dressed in real people clothes and dressed to the nines with cute shoes, hair done, and makeup did.
0: Okay. Well, now we, we, we've we got that down, but we got to go to our next one while we're talking about shoes. This guy got to ask girls, is that, is you wearing the heels or are you a boots girl?
1: Oh, I am a body worker. Heels are the devil. And if you wear them, you should stop unless you're going to be seated for most of the night. I wear boots, Steve Madden Freebirds. They mold to your feet and they look fabulous. Yeah.
0: I'm a cowboy boot girl. You gotta see some of my custom boots. So
1: right? It's all yeah. about I boots. even
0: bought my set my wife a pair of cowboy boots and she never wears them.
1: Oh, I love boots.
0: Yeah, I do too. I, I just love them. I got like I got 12 pair right now. Uh, so I have I a it.
1: pair of embroidered like old gringos. Oh gosh, they're beautiful.
0: I have this pair that that there's a girl who she she's she works finances in the movie industry, but she did uh like old school um what do they call it, like clothing person. Oh uh, yeah,
1: yeah. She was costuming.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and one of the things she did was she, when she first met me, she said, "What size boot do you wear?" Because I had cowboy boots on. She goes, "I got this custom pair of boots that a client of mine had made for him in Tennessee. Wore mm-hmm. them one time, and I can't get rid of them. This guy paid like a thousand dollars to have these things wow. made. I bought them for her for three hundred bucks. Nice. They're the most comfortable pair of boots I own.
1: Nice.
0: Yeah. So anyway." We move on next to some food products, hamburger or taco
1: in the same day.
0: Oh, I just, if you had to choose one or the other for lunch, if I'm buying, what are you, what are you choosing?
1: I mean, I have to eat lunch two days in a row, so I refuse to make a choice.
0: (laughs) Uh, some people just have favorites. I guess you don't, huh? No, no, no. It
1: depends on the day. One day burger, next day tacos. Yeah. Staples of my diet. (laughs)
0: You no, know, <laughs> I was always a hamburger kid, but I'm telling you, I've had some of the greatest tacos living in the South now. So anyway. I
1: love a good burger, but like, I love me some good tacos.
0: Yeah. I'll bet. What's the best taco you've ever had?
1: Ooh. So there's this place in Denver called Adelita's and it's not as good anymore, but they used to have these lengua tacos, like the cow's tongue. They mm-hmm. were so good. They're not good anymore, but it used to be really good.
0: Best taco I ever had when I was working for a car wash was the guy who came around and out of the trunk of his Nissan and made you tacos.
1: Oh yeah, there's this one place in Denver called Taco Mex, and they're yeah. like $1.25 tacos, and they're kind of like legit Mexican street tacos because we have a huge Latin community here, and they're they're so good. Yeah, yeah, so good.
0: So next one is a choice of uh, which flavor would you like, uh, chocolate or vanilla?
1: yeah. I, I normally would have said chocolate before, but, like, the older I've gotten, I don't really like vanilla either. Now it's lemon. I like lemon everything.
0: Uh, I like butterscotch and pistachio pudding mm. but anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, if I had to choose between chocolate and vanilla, yeah. it would depend. on the, Like, if it was, like, dark chocolate with, like, chocolate chips in it, I'd take chocolate.
0: So... I had this, I you know, I mean, when it comes to chocolate vanilla and, and the ice cream thing, and I I, I mean, I, sh- I should not tell this joke on the air, but anyway, going along the lines with the name of your business, <laughs> I was going to this church in Dallas and one of the, one of the, um, what do you call them? The, the, not, not knights or uh, I can't even think of it, like deacons or deacons. something like that. Yeah. Yeah. One of the deacons comes up and he says one day in front of his wife, Hey, can you, all right, hey honey, can I tell Tim the ice cream joke? And the ice cream joke is a guy walks into it or a girl walks into it like a Baskin Robbins. It says, I want a gallon of chocolate, gallon of vanilla, gallon of strawberry. And she says, hey, I got all the vanilla in the world, all the, all the strawberry in the world, but no chocolate. And he tries, they try it with, you know, quart and pint and all the way down. Finally, the lady goes, or the, the guy at the counter at the ice cream shop goes, listen, can you spell the van and vanilla? And she says, yeah, it's V-A-N. Can you spell a straw and strawberry? She says, yeah, S-T-R-A-W. Can you smell the fucking chocolate? There's no fucking chocolate. That's what I'm trying to tell you.
1: I love puns.
0: And again, it was the deacon from a church, a major like super church here in Dallas that told me that joke. That's where I found it funny. Uh, Let's move on. You already told me you don't like uh, coffee, so you're into tea. Hot tea or cold tea? Hot
1: tea, always. Although I did grow up in the South. So sweet tea is like its own category.
0: Yeah. But like, you know, hot tea, like, you know, you're doing like green or do you have special herbals?
1: Oh, no, no, no. I do lots of herbal ones. And then I have a a favorite chai that I drink every morning. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's so good.
0: So we move on to my last two questions, which are the controversial ones that I ask everybody. Next one is toilet paper. Does it go over on the roll at your house or under?
1: This is not even a real question. I believe that people who put it, under are reptilian, like cave people. I'm sorry, you're not even human. What's wrong with you?
0: Okay, that might I, not, that's getting up top to replace my my best story with it. Is Cammy Baker from New Hampshire told me she said, Listen, I'm single. And if I'm dating a guy and I go to his house and change that of paper from under to over three times, I break up. This relationship's going nowhere.
1: No, because you cannot, that is not compatible. That's a deal breaker.
0: Yeah. So it's up
1: there with kids and religion.
0: Yeah, My my last one here is always the one, you know, I mean, sometimes it's interesting to ask the girls this, but I do it anyway, and that is boxers or briefs.
1: Oh, so this is like, this is kind of a a thing. European boxer briefs
0: are the way to go. Okay. So I asked that question one time to a lady and she said, well, you know, by the time I get my man down there, I hope he's got nothing on, but... (laughs) I'm like, okay, thanks for that information. But <laughs> one more time, uh, one more Dean, I thank you for being on the show. Tell everybody your website so they both can hear it on the video as well as the audio.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So once again, it is fearless AF as in frank.com. And yes, it stands for what you think it does.
0: <laughs> well, I want to thank you uh, for being our guest today. All right, going over some very very interesting information about you and how you help people. And I thank you for doing what you do, Dina.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me on.
0: You bet. So to you, the listener, I want to thank you for stopping by today, putting so many great comments in here. All right. Do me a favor, go over to Dina's website and check her out. All right. This girl is the real thing. If you can put an F bomb in your title, I'm pretty sure you're the real thing. Just saying, if in my opinion, but Do me a favor, go subscribe to us on both uh, anywhere you get your podcasts and subscribe to our YouTube channel. I'm Tim Gillette with The Tim Gillette Show. I'll be back tomorrow with another episode. I'll see you then, guys. Have a great day. Bye.